welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, which is part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today is the last Start Me Up of 2019. Can you believe that? It's also the day Donald J. Trump gets impeached. Woohoo! Steph Walton is going to be here just a bit, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. I'm in a mood. So, yeah, we're going to be talking. Um, so what I'm going to do is keep this real brief, this intro, so that Stephanie and I can just have as much time as, as we need to go off. Now, I say this every time. This is the last time I'm going to say it of the year. This podcast is supported by listeners, and oh my God, do I appreciate my patrons. <laughs> I really do. Um, and I'm just going to say, I- I've said this before, but I want to remind everybody that I lost all of my income in 2018. It was all snagged from me most of it, um, not my podcast income, which was very, very small. Um, it was, it was, it was taken from me because Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking asshole and he shut down my Facebook page and he shut down a bunch of the other pages that I was able to post my work on. And I wrote for a blog and, you know, I made money working, um, for liberals unite and writing blogs. So that was all taken away from, from us, Sam Wardy, who ran liberals unite. He lost everything he lost all of his income, and so I'm building from scratch. And while I have definitely seen growth this year, thank you for all of the people who support the show, um, I still have a long way to go. <laughs> so just uh, consider becoming a patron. Just go to Start Me Up. Or I'm sorry, just go to patreon.com slash start me up. You can check out the front of the page and, you know, read the about section. And I have a whole bunch of interviews that I've included in there so you can listen to them. And if you like the show, just consider supporting it for a buck or two bucks a month. That's just like, you know, getting me a little tiny gift for all the work that I do all year. That would be awesome. And then also today we're going to be doing and another thing. And that's a segment that's $5 per month you get in, it's at least two times a month. And that's where uh, my co-host and I continue doing the show after the free show. And sometimes we get a little bit personal or whatever it is, try to give you something extra that's not in a free show. Uh, So we will be doing and another thing today. And what else? What else? What else? I don't know. That's pretty much it other than the fact that you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places where, you know, podcasts can be found. Uh, Once again, it'd be great if you could subscribe to iTunes and if you could give the show um, a review and, and, you know, five stars. (laughs) Of course I want five stars, but I only want you to review it if you like. So um, I think that's fair. All right. That's going to be it for the intro. Now, Steph and I are going to get into it. Welcome, breezy, bouncy Steph. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna—I'm just gonna come right out of the gate right now and say I'm a little under the weather, okay? Okay. And I'm irritated. Me too. I'm irritated, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm irritated to the point of we—we we are in a dire set of circumstances in this country. Yes. Does that even make sense? Well, yes, let, it, let, does. Yes, it does. We, we are. And I, I just have to say that I screwed up the beginning of this and you were already in this great, fantastic rant. And I realized I wasn't recording. <laughs> so that was my fault. But you, I, you're all riled up now. So I just want let people to know. Let me right back up. Yes. I got this for days. And I'm going <laughs> to just put a little disclaimer out there to anybody that's listening. If I end up... Um, like ranting too hard or if Kimberly makes me laugh and I start to choke cough, it's because I'm a little bit under the weather. So just, you know, deal with it. All right. We are, we're human. Okay. So let me get back onto the rant. Yes. You know, 
we were talking about before the uh, technical snafu, we were talking about how people uh, on Twitter are saying that this is a sad day. John Cryer in particular. Nancy Pelosi has been saying it too. Yeah, it is a fucking sad day. It's sad as all get out that we have a, a, a person who is the leader of the free world. I, d- I don't want to call him a president. Yeah, because I know. He's not my president. He never will be. And he was installed. Yes. And, and the presidency was stolen. Yes. From a qualified woman who got three million more votes than him. And then okay. she also got more votes than any white male candidate, presidential candidate in history. Yeah. So there's that, that. too. Okay. <laughs> I just knocked some of my, um, my, uh, my lungs loose when I just scream <laughs> like that. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to scale it back a little bit. But here's what's happening. The person who, for three years, by the way, I'm not three years older. I'm aging like a yeah. dog. I'm now <laughs> 75. Okay. That's my current age. And, and we have endured atrocities and we've witnessed Mm -hmm. crimes against human beings Mm -hmm. specifically brown latinos who have who are seeking refuge and asylum in our country america i i have a very dear friend who fought as a 16 year old boy with the sandinistas as a nicaraguan child his older brother, who was three years older than him, was killed in that war. He signed up to avenge his brother's death. I kid you not. This is a man. He's, he's a couple years younger than me. He's our age. He he came here at the age of 19 with his 14-year-old little brother in his charge, crossed the border, put his hand up and said, we are seeking political asylum. We fled Nicaragua to start a new life here in America. And, and this was during Reagan. And they said, mm-hmm. welcome in. Yes. Welcome in. And what he has done and what he continues to do, he is now a citizen of the United States of America. He's married to a a Nicaraguan woman who got her citizenship two weeks ago, three days before the two of them sat in my living room with Congresswoman Barbara Lee. And they raised their hands and talked about the America. I'm I'm getting choked up. I'm pissed. I know. I know. I am pissed. And everybody should be pissed. These are people who were seeking not just a better life, but safety mm-hmm. from death, from certain death or murder. Yeah. Okay? And this man and his wife contribute so much to to our our society, to our economy. They're raising three amazing daughters. They work their complete and utter asses off, and they're lovely people to boot. So I am so sick of him, and I have been sick of it since he was running when he was disparaging yeah. Mexicans and calling us rapists and murderers and drug dealers. I'm, I'm sick of it. And he's caging people because of the color of their skin because he is a racist. Yeah. There's no other way to slice it. No, and- he's a racist. He's been accused of rape yeah, by, by multiple, multiple women. yeah, multiple credible women. He's a misogynist. He's a cheater. Okay? And he's a mobster. And he's well, he wishes. Well, he he, he is. is. He, he is. is. Yeah, Be- he you is. know what? I got to say he this. I got to say this. I was watching The Irishman and uh, you know, it, obviously it's a mobster movie and I think it was um, the lead guy who of course Robert, what's his name Robert De Niro. I think he said 
think it was that character who said, this I can tell you. And I and it just like kind of in my mind, I was just imagining, you know, when Trump was the New York uh, real estate thing, he was he was working with like like the Italian New York mobsters and he picked up their hand gestures and the way they spoke. That's why he says things like this. I can tell you this is what mobsters say. You know, yeah. and so he yeah. is, and and then he got pulled into the global um, oligarch mobster crowd just because Vladimir Putin recognized that he's a fucking idiot. Back, I mean, you know, there's an article that came out. I think it was in 2017. Can't remember if it was the New York. I think it was the New Yorker, but it was just talking about the fact that they, they believe people who have been following this, whether it's I think it's intelligence or whatever, but been following this and, and and how far back things can be traced. They think that the Russians were paying attention to Trump in 1977. I mean, I've seen reports about 1987, but this particular article said 1977. So they have all kinds of shit on this man, and he is a mobster. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, this whole idea of even though we're, I'm really glad he's being impeached and, and, and I want to remind everybody this never would have happened if Democrats didn't show up to vote. We wouldn't have this right. um, this impeachment day, which we all are very grateful for. But it's an awful day in our history because this is only the third time that a president is being impeached. Uh, Nixon was not impeached. He, he was the, there was the threat and he just decided to step. You know, he was convinced to step down. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, kind of want to take this to a different conversation and, you know, there have, I mentioned at the start in the intro that I'm in a mood and there's very many reasons. There's very many different reasons. Sometimes some of it's personal, some of it's just from the shit that I'm seeing on the internet and the way that I'm being treated by other progressive men, um, who are insisting that I have to like junk Uger, whatever his fucking name is, who I don't because he's a sexist. And if you think that he's great, that's that's awesome for you. Did uh, you call him junk? Well, he is junk, but um, <laughs> jank. But um, if there's a man listening to this who really likes jank and thinks, but Kimberly, he apologized. I don't want to hear it. If you like him, that's great. I'm not going to try to convince. Did you hear him talk about bestiality? Yes. Yes, I heard that. I heard him talk about all the, you know, there was a number of things he talked about while he was on the Young Turks and he was just being awful. And there is a woman whose name escapes me, Kathy something. Uh, She is running as a Democrat in that district. That's who has my support. And if there is a man, like I said, listening or a woman who thinks that I should be giving Jenk another chance. No, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for or who to like. Please don't tell me because it fucking pisses me off. It's like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to have my feeling about it. And if you don't agree, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to get upset because you don't see the things the way I do, but I'm going to post what I want on my pages and I'm going to say what I want on my podcast. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. We're not going to, because like this guy had said to me, like, I usually agree with you. It's like, so what? That's great. You usually agree with me. So we disagree in one area. That's common. That's what, that's how people are. We don't always all agree on everything. So, mm-hmm. but, but people throw that at you. It's like a guilt thing. Like, well, I usually agree with you, but this time you're wrong. And it's like, no, you know what? We just disagree. If you like junk, that's fine. I don't. So anyway, um, that I like woke up to this irritating response, but, but going farther than that. Um, okay. I had a woman on on Monday and we had a great conversation. She wrote a book called Vote Her In and she is definitely very positive about the idea that a woman a woman can be president in 2020. And I'm feeling like this. Anything can happen and I will throw in there that uh, somebody, I don't have the name of it, but Lawrence O'Donnell quote tweeted this guy. 
And he said in 2017, 2000, or I'm sorry, December 17th, 2003, polls showed Howard Dean pulling away from the Democratic field with 23%, followed by Wesley Clark at 10%, Joe Lieberman 10%, uh, Richard Gephardt 6%, Al Sharpton 5%. In sixth place with a mere 4% was John Kerry, who turned out to be the 2004 nominee. So Mm -hmm. that is a reminder that where we are right now isn't necessarily where we're going to be, you know, in April. Um, That said, Joe Biden's support continues to grow and um, it doesn't feel like if if he carries this through, um, what is it, Super Tuesday, then he's pretty much going to be the nominee. Um, Now, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong. Wajahat Ali. I think that's his name. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Yeah. He, now, I love him. He, he tweeted this. I've had many conversations this year with voters of color who are voting for whom they think white America will go for instead of their preferred choice. So mm-hmm. they think Biden is white America's guy, maybe even Bloomberg. Thus, that is the pick. Anyone have any similar experiences? Oh, my God. On Saturday, I've told you guys about this. There's this woman at my grocery store who I absolutely adore. She's so freaking sweet. And she's about my age. She's black. And we often talk about politics. So we just started talking about politics. And she's like, yeah, Biden, I'm for Biden or Bloomberg. And, and she goes, look, I'm a New York woman. I, I lived in New York and he really cleaned up the city and he's self-made. He's not like Trump where he's fake, you know, fake billionaire. He's a real billionaire. And so I, I and I just said to her, I said, OK, I get where you're coming from and I get how you feel because she, she kept reiterating. It's the polo- political climate we're in. This is what we're you know, it's going to take a white man. And I, and I just looked at her and I said, but if we just if we keep pushing this perception then that's just going to become the reality and she's like no you know the other day because she also works at a courthouse so she works two jobs and seven days a week and she said that while she was at the courthouse i guess they were on lockdown because some white dude with a gun was threatening everybody and then she brought up the 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 killings in new jersey and she said the climate right now is so nasty that it's going to take a white guy to beat a white guy and I, I, I look at her and I feel like, look, how can I even argue with her? She's a black woman who is fucking frightened. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, Wajahat Ali said that this is this is what he's been hearing. And even, I heard it, too. Yeah, I heard it, too. And it's like. I don't I don't see it on the Internet so much. So it's leading me to believe. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm not maybe hanging out in the right places on the Internet, but. I've not seen that particular message on the internet. And so I'm just like, I feel like this is what black and brown families are talking about. They're, they're, they're talking and amongst themselves, perhaps, and, and word is spreading like, hey, we've got to make this choice because we don't want this election to be fucked up. And I get it. And it's like Biden's numbers, is ve- he's very high with the black community. And, and, and when I, you know, like when I see those numbers, here's how I think. Okay, well, I'm a white woman and I have privilege, and I, yeah, I am a woman, but I'm white and I have privilege. If black people are saying we need to have Biden, I feel like who am I to argue with them? Because their lives are the ones that are literally on the line, literally, black and brown people. And so, mm-hmm. but but then I take a look at it and I say, okay, with with all of the candidates, and I wish I would have done this because. 
in my mind, I, there's like this chart and you could give everybody a one, two and three. And so you could say like Joe Biden with white voters, Joe Biden with black voters, Joe Biden with women, Joe Biden with youth. And, and then, you, you know, you give them a one, two or three and you add everything up. Elizabeth Warren wins. Because she's she's right now she doesn't have strong support from the black community, but she does have strong support from um, the never like that the vote blue no matter who. She has strong support from women. She's got strong support from young people. Joe Biden doesn't have strong support from young people. He just doesn't, and that concerns no. me. And so I you know I feel like he's being shoved down our throats, and then I feel like that there are people in this country who are so afraid for their lives that they're like, okay, well we have to go with who we think is the safest choice, and we think that's Joe Biden. And you okay. know, it's like I put up a tweet the other day that said something like, Joe Biden is like that is like people want him because he's the comfort food. They they make he makes them feel comfortable. He's mashed potatoes and gravy and butter and stuffing and all of that. While Elizabeth Warren is salmon with quinoa and fresh greens, and people are like, mm, I don't, I want, I want stuffing, and I want butter. I want to feel good, and but what what she offers is better for us in the long run. Now I know there might be people listening who say, no, I think Joe offers us something better in the long run. But really, what is what is his message other than I can beat Trump? That's what he's selling us. You know, and it's like there's flaws with every Can candidate. He? I I don't know, and there there are flaws with every candidate, including Elizabeth Warren. I I, I don't want to be this person that's only pushing Elizabeth Warren because I realize that we all have our preferences, and I I genuinely respect everybody for their own particular preferences. But it's like when I look at this, I feel like she's got the most support from all of the groups, as opposed to a whole bunch of support from one group really specifically, and so. You know, I think that um, going back to that quote that I read, that tweet that I don't have the person, John Kerry was the front runner. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Howard Dean was the front runner, but John Kerry picked it up. So I do think that anything's possible. But in this climate, as she pointed, as a woman pointed out, people are fucking afraid. They're afraid yeah. for their lives. They're afraid for their children's lives. And they have absolute reason to be. They are justified. And I'm afraid, but for different reasons. I have different fears. I don't have a child that I'm worried about. You do. You have, you know, I mean, you have kids and you have to worry about their future, whether it's, yeah. you know, and it's like our, there was something the other day and I'll shut up in a second. But there was there was this thing on Twitter the other day with the, the, it's like, I guess they were in the Navy and they were like they were flashing the white power sign. Oh, yeah. They were in the army and it was disgusting. Army. And they made okay. that, that, you know, come on. Yeah. God. And Back so it's like that we need to squash Ugh. this because we can't have, we can't have your children grow, growing up in America. That is a white supremacist nation. We cannot do that. Well, and my kids have this amazing, um, sort of shield, um, that is the Bay area and that is yes. Brooklyn, Berkeley, where, you know, my goal and, and my husband's goal was like, I want them not to see gender or color. I yeah. really don't because, because as I like to always say, people are people, so <laughs> why should it be? You know what I mean? And, um, and literally, like that song is in my head constantly. Yeah. People are people. It doesn't matter. And they don't see it. But they're, they're not, they're not, you know, that's not the norm. Um, it's gonna get, it's, it's gotten a little bit ugly here. I mean, some of the things that they say, I was, I was dropping my son off at school 
uh, a couple days ago and he, he goes, that's so-and-so. And he just used the N word at another kid, a black wow. kid at school the other day. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened? He said he almost got, you know, beat down by everybody. Good. Like people don't, they aren't going to stand for that. That isn't the norm, but it's, be, but people have been given license to fly those flags you know, and to say that stuff because it's acceptable now because the person at the top says so. Yeah. And, 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 and Trump has given license to everybody to just be, you know, Hey, we're going to disparage people of color. We're going to disparage women. We're going to disparage, uh, trans people. We're going to take rights away from all of those people. We're going to cage, uh, Latinos for being Brown. We're going to sit back and not give health care to a 16-year-old boy who is uh, dying of flu symptoms while sleeping on a concrete slab with a foil blanket and who collapses on the floor in the bathroom of his cell and then they <sighs> shut it off shut off the cameras yes. for a few hours that, I, it was so hard to watch that false entries into their database and then say, we don't know what happened. He was fine when we checked on him. Well, no, we let him die is yeah. what we did. Yeah, Because we're inherently racist too. It's, right? Yes, yes. And this, I mean, when I said that, you know, your children shouldn't grow up in a white supremacist, white supremacy nation, I mean, in a way we already are. It's just that it, you know, it's uh, up until Trump, people would keep it on the down low. And so they weren't feeling emboldened to be open about it. But now people are feeling open about it. I mean, there's always going to be a white supremacy problem just because fucking stupid white people, for some reason, think they're superior. I just do not understand this, but they do. And they're so frightened of people that don't look like them having power. There's just frightened. It's, it's, it's all back to the patriarchy and white supremacy go together like fucking peas and carrots and... White men do not want to lose their power. I don't know why they think that they're superior, but they do. And, you know, it's so I don't want to be naive when I say white supremacy. was. It's not. Of course, Trump didn't introduce this. He just helped it. Um, he helped people feel comfortable being open about it. And yes. so and, and so we we you know, it's like we're never going to get rid of sexism. We're never going to get rid of racism. But what we can do is like what you were saying is collectively put the pressure on those people it's like fine if you want to be a white supremacist and think you're better do it alone in your house where no one has to deal with you you can do it there you can you can be racist in your own house and no one else has to put up with your shit but then when it becomes this whole national or national national thing um it it's just so upsetting and you know i mean i I feel kind of bad because I wanted to be happy about this show. You know, like I wanted to be happy because it's the last day of the uh, the last show of the year and Trump is being impeached and I just wanted to do the happy dance all over the place, but I'm fucking stressed out. And, I, and, and I'm also stressed out f- because, okay, so I guess you're aware of there was George Conway, Steve Schmidt, Rick Wilson, and then another guy who I can't remember from the Wall Street Journal. And there's a bunch of other, I think Jennifer Rubin is the only woman in this group who have formed a PAC, a conservative PAC. I think they've already collected a million dollars. And their main goal is to stop Trump. And they even said, it was like they, they, they posted something in the New York Times. And part of what they said was, you know, we don't, 
even if this means that the Democrats win Congress, we just need to get Trump out. And so there's this battle that I'm having right now in my own mind with the never Trumpers. I never fucking trusted George Conway. And, and I see Democrats embracing him and it really concerns me. And uh-huh. I mean, I embraced to a degree Steve Schmidt. Um, and he did piss me off when he went on Morning Joe and attacked Elizabeth Warren. And again, it's not because he doesn't support Warren. I mean, he's a fucking conservative. I don't expect him to support Warren. But when you say that, you know, Trump is an existential sh- threat, then why are you giving Republicans audio and video for attack ads if she happens to be the nominee? When, you know, what he attacked her on, Rebecca Traister wrote a fantastic fucking article on this and how basically Schmidt was full of shit because there's all kinds of hypocritical things, which he called her a hypocrite, um, that Joe Biden has done and said. But of course, he's supporting Joe Biden because he's the white centrist man. And it makes sense that the conservative never Trumper would back the white centrist man. So, you know, I, I always had I always look at never Trumpers like this. We can hold hands and say, get Trump out. But we don't we don't take their advice unless it's good, unless it's like, hey, I know the ins, you know, like the, the, the personal workings or the inner workings of the conservative party. And here's the best way to combat that. Yes, Democrats could take that kind of advice, but not like when Rick Wilson is screaming at us that we're stupid and inept and we don't do anything right. Fuck that shit. You're the you're <laughs> the whole reason why we have Trump. Your antics. The th- you know, he I, I've said this before, but he did an attack ad on a Republican man who was a veteran and lost both his legs and, and his arm. And, you know, because Rick was working for the guy who was his opponent. They were both yeah. Republicans, but this is the kind of man Rick Wilson is. Sure, he says a lot of funny things. Sure, he's got a quick wit. But to his core, he is a Republican who doesn't give a shit about black people or women or veterans, really. You know, he could talk a good game, but he's full of shit. And so I see Democrats palling around with these people. They're having dinner with them, and they're they're perhaps even get, giving money to their PACs. And that concerns me because then... Other Democrats, the voters, see these people and they think, oh, well, this person who I really like is a Democrat likes George Conway and they like Rick Wilson. And it's like, I liked that Steve Schmidt tells it like it is. Of all the people out there, including Maddow, which does a fan-fucking-tastic job of splicing together what's happening with Russians and how it's affecting us, but she does it in the detail, like, okay, here's detail A and detail B and detail C. Steve Schmidt paints a full picture of how this, uh, how Putin basically is using Trump as a puppet and how it's hurting us. And I appreciate that he's doing that. But I do not appreciate the fact that he's smearing a possible Democratic candidate and giving, you know, and he said to me, because um, I called him out on Twitter, and he said, well, respectfully, you know, they had this information. It's like, yes, but you gave them audio and video. You, you're helping them. And so you say he's an existential threat, but if she's the nominee, then what? And then they use your, your fucking words to smear her. And it's not even fucking really 100% accurate what he's saying about her. So it's like I, I see this happening and, and they've got this pack. And like Sherry Jacobus, who was on the show last week, and she's fantastic, um, who was also, I mean, I don't know if she's still a Republican, really. I don't know, but she was. She may still be Republican. She may still be conservative. But it's like she doesn't fucking trust George Conway, and I don't trust him. He's married to Kelly Ann Conway. Come on, people. Hello? 
Yes. It's Hello, like, everybody. We can all say, I appreciate the idea. You know, what's going to happen with this pact if they're successful? Whether or not they're successful, this will happen. But specifically, let's say they, you know, they've already gotten a million dollars. They're going to get some more money. Please, Democrats, give your money to Democrats, not to George Conway. Um, Correct. But... You know, let's say that everybody wins and Trump is voted out and we get a blue Congress and we get a, you know, we've got a blue, blue president. What do you think these guys are going to do with, with their pack? They're going to they're going to be conservatives and they're going to push to get us right back to where we were, which got us Trump in the first place. So, yes, we can appreciate the fact and even talk to them on our podcasts and all of that about how they're going to beat Trump. But never for one minute, never assume that these people are going to do Have right by, yeah, they're not going to, they're, they're still at best casual racists because they can look away. They're able to say, well, I've got mine. I've got my nice house. I've got my nice paycheck from, you know, whatever shows I'm doing and books I'm writing and campaigns I'm working on. And, you know, there are poor people, there are poor black people who are getting the shaft, but I don't have to really deal with them. So I don't care. That's but the, I gotta, but I gotta go make my seven fifty for my appearance on MSNBC right now. So I'll catch you guys later. Exactly, and it's like so. Let's I don't not know forget. If that's a real number. I heard that once that they looked like <laughs> seven hundred bucks in appearance. Right. Wouldn't well, that be rad. Let's get that job. <laughs> Can we get that job? I would never. I, I criti- I criticize the news media too much. Um, you know, and the thing is, is now I'm in this really tough place with, with Steve Schmidt. I invited him to be on the show on the on the fifteenth of. January and I'm gonna have to honor that I don't want to say forget it you're not invited and I don't want to be combative and I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna take this time off I'm gonna try to fucking chill out I don't know if that's gonna be possible but um and I'm gonna try to figure out an angle to not be combative with him focus solely on Trump um maybe address the thing with Elizabeth Warren just in the beginning and get it out of the way but uh I want to I think moving forward, I'm going to be, you know, Sherry Jacobus was a fantastic guest. People liked her. And when I watch her on Twitter, I swear to God, there's nothing she says that I say, oh, well, I don't agree with that. Maybe that'll happen one day. And of course, like I said earlier, we don't always agree with everybody. But I mean, you know, she's out there going after John uh, George Conway. And it's like, oh, my God, everything she says is, is it's not it's not about an opinion that I agree with. It's fact. She's just stating fact. And. Right. I, I mean, she's a smart cookie. She's very smart. I mean, the, the only thing that I could say that isn't fact is she does, um, you know, as soon as and we talked about this, when Trump went to that um, Walter Reed for his, you know, phase one of his bullshit uh, <laughs> physical, um, you know, she thinks that might be his his way of perhaps setting it up that he's going to have to resign because he's sick and um you know, I mean, I, I don't know if that's going to I don't know if that's going to happen. But what's interesting, check this out. I don't know if you saw yesterday, Bob, Bob Seska wrote in Salon, um, even if he's acquitted in the Senate, which is which is likely none of the underlying crimes will be erased. There will be no verdict of innocence. The Justice Department Office of Legal Counsel ruled in 2000 that the Constitution permits a former president to be indicted and tried for the same offenses for which he was impeached by the House of Representatives and acquitted by the Senate. So that's something that's good to know. And if, 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 he, yeah. was, he, if he was smart, he would get out now. He's you not know? smart. No. That's, that's, uh, so that's, he, that's, he's, that's too, not. he's too filled with his own <clears throat> ego. Here's what I think. 
you know, the Walter Reed thing, that's just weird. Yeah. And and someone was saying, you know, that, I mean, he looks different, whatever. He, he looks, I'm paying less attention to looking at him because um, I can't. I like, I, <laughs> I know. I, no, I mean, like I. I mean, like Nancy Pelosi said, I, I, I hate no one. How dare you associate me with that word or what, you know, whatever she said. Right. But like, look what he's, look what he's done. Yeah. And it's all for him. Yeah. yeah. It's all to enrich himself. It's all about his ego. He's a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And the things that come out of his mouth, Nancy's teeth were falling out of I her know. head. I know. Like, oh my I'm God. Sorry. You know, I, I can't. He's, he's, he's demeaned the office of the presidency. He's, he's made us a joke worldwide. Like, what is United States government if there's no, if the president is an absolute laughingstock and a joke and can't be taken seriously, and is too, and is, and is ignorant, and possibly unintelligent. Yeah. You know, um, but he's a he's a horrible person. Yeah, he's a horrible person who does horrible things to people. And whether he went to Walter Reed because he had, you know, a stroke or whatever may have happened or whatever they were hiding. Clearly, they're hiding something, mm-hmm. you know, nothing, nothing is going to make him walk away. No, no, especially, especially now that we know since McConnell has said he refuses to be impartial. There it is. McConnell's the only one who could get him to leave. So he's not leaving. Yeah. I don't think any of them are going to walk away quite honestly. Like, I mean, they, they, uh, you know, look at McConnell's going to McConnell's like the dog on your pant leg that is like biting and and kicking (laughs) and screaming and not gonna let you go right until you break down yeah he is he is gonna bite your ankles until you can no longer right walk yeah he's gonna hobble us yeah and he's done that successfully mm-hmm. for how many years yeah. you know i mean look what he did to obama yeah and and, and he's proud of it mm-hmm. they're proud of their obstruction they're proud of cheating they're oh when have you ever heard a republican elected in the in the house or the senate or a governor or or somebody say it is a crime what they're doing to these latinos and mm-hmm. these these right. these migrant families have yeah, you, you heard you any, don't hear I, it. I, I, I'm asking, like, have you heard any no. of them say? No. The, the, the only thing, you know what? I, I will say this. I mean, um, not so much to what you're saying about that particular subject, but um, Obama recently just said that, you know, women should rule the world for two years and everything would run smoother. Well, and, right. And fucking Joe Walsh agreed with him. What's really funny about that is there was a lot of um, even Democrats arguing about that. I got it. I got into it with this one guy and he just doesn't understand what I'm trying to say. And and basically the idea is we should just have more women in government, period. Uh, and, and what that means is more conservative women, because if you take a look at the map or at the uh, the, the congressional there's like a picture of the, all the people in the, in Congress and you've got the GOP and the Democrats. The Democrats still have a long way to go, but it's a much more diverse crowd. We've got women and people of color, whereas mostly in the GOP picture, it's white older white men or white men. And so I feel like people are saying, well, 
as long as they're not like Sarah Palin or as long as they're not like Susan Collins, it's like, you know what? Are you going to vote for the conservatives? What difference? I'd rather just have more women, even if it means those. And what that would mean is the GOP women would replace the GOP men. And does it mean that one is better than the other? I don't know. Who gives a shit? I just want more representation because women represent half of humanity. So we should be represented when it comes to government. We should have that. Half of us should be in there. And right now, it's 80% men. And and that's throughout the entire Congress. It's 80% men. So it's like, sure, I don't like Susan Collins. Sure, I hate Sarah Palin. And I think, you know, there's so many Republican women that are just fucking awful. But so are the men. So are the men. And the woman that I spoke with, um, Rebecca Sive, she wrote Vote Her In. She had said, you know, on Monday that she said, look, I have a lot of Democratic friends that are don't don't agree with me on this but i do think that if we just had more representation of women overall that the conservative women would be a little bit more um you know what's the word like she thinks they would push for equal pay in the workplace and and specifically having to do with work that there would be more equality and i can kind of see where that might go like maybe they would be anti-choice but since all women have to, you know, basically deal like all conservative women, just like all Democratic women in the workforce have seen or experienced sexism or discrimination in one way or another. So, um, you know, if, if, a, if a Republican woman said, hey, women, I've got your back in the workplace, that's going to, you know, help get more women to vote for them. I could I could see that. I'm not saying it's going to happen or not going to happen, but certainly that that is a possibility but we don't know because we don't have that right now we have white men that are deciding what's going on in the GOP and so i keep seeing you know people arguing with me and the thing is is like joe walsh agreed with obama and then somebody who i'm not allowed to say and i can't say who it is but it's supposedly it's a progressive person disagreed with him like oh well that you're basically he's saying women are more moral than than men and, and this was somebody who's supposed to be on our side. So we've got Joe Walsh, who was a fucking birther, racist, yeah. attacking Obama, is now agreeing with him. I mean, he quote tweeted right. me and he said, for the record, I agree with Obama. And it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to push Joe Walsh on anyone because, frankly, I think he's full of shit with his campaign. Um, but I don't think he's full of shit with his, I don't know evolved thinking i think he realizes that being an asshole didn't serve him i i do think it comes out of maybe you know oftentimes we evolve because we selfishly recognize something and he maybe selfishly realized that being an asshole didn't serve him and 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 maybe he he truly as a person thought you know what this 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 is not fun for me well you know I, i i've watched him since i interviewed him and like he did a christmas or i'm sorry a thanksgiving video with his wife and they had all kinds of healthy foods and I mean, he seems to be like a nice man outside. I mean, yes, he's racist and he said racist things and all of that, but he got worked up just like, you know, we get worked up. I'm worked up today. That doesn't turn me into a racist. I'm not excusing that. But I I feel like we get caught up in our little tribes and we start echoing what we see and we think we're going to get points for it. And we think we're going to, you know, we're going to get more followers or we're going to get more attention or whatever it is. So we, and that's what he said, you know, he's just going along with his tribe. 
and he was repeating okay. everything. And, and, you know, I mean, again, this is not me defending him, but it's me recognizing that, you know, there are people out there that are, I don't know. I, I can't even remember why I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm just tangenting off and I'm going off into all this stuff. And I, I brought him up just because I, I noticed that, um, there are people on our side who are arguing with Obama and he's actually, you know, agreeing with him. And I guess the world is fucking upside down. And the other thing was I was on Facebook yesterday and I see Joe Walsh fucking his tweet was on a feminist page. <laughs> and I sent oh, it to him. I sent it to him. I'm like, look at this. A feminist page posted your tweet. And he was like, cool, thanks. And, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, I think he's I think he's full of shit with the running for president thing. He, he's all he does is tweet. That's all he does. He never met. I, I, I'm like, dude, you should make videos. You should confront Trump and you should, you know, do like a, a, a weekly fireside chat where you're aggressively going after Trump because I wanted him to do that. So Trump would pay attention to him and not pay attention to the Democrats. And he's like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then he never did it. Like whatever, but I yeah, mean, right. but it's like so. I mean, I I don't want anyone to think that I'm like, oh my god, Joe Walsh is so awesome. I mean, I but I do I do kind of believe that he is finding a new way, just like with David Weissman, who we interviewed. Um, yeah, you know, he's not as far along as David because David Weissman is a full on progressive now, um, and that will never happen with Walsh. He's smart. Well, yeah, I mean, he thought. You know, he instead of being tribal which, you know, he's always saying, oh, my God, I believed Hannity. Oh, my God. And it's funny because he me he messages me a lot and we go back and forth. And I can't even remember exactly what we were talking about. But it was it had something to do with one of the presidential candidates. And, and um, you know, I'm like, well, I don't like this one and this one I'm not sure of. And he's like, oh, my God, being a conservative was so much easier. And I said, yeah, it's really hard to be a fucking liberal. It's just yeah, really hard. Because you got to be woke. Yeah. You got to be woke. <laughs> <laughs> well and everybody thinks they're right and everybody you know it's like my way's better and you know we get condescending with each other and and you know i mean we saw it with bernie and hillary we saw that whole i mean granted it was um the russians certainly had a part to play in that and they're still doing it as far as the division but i mean you know they're, they're regardless you go back to the 2008 um, election with Hillary and Obama and the people who were for Hillary hated Obama and vice versa. Everybody hated each other, you know, and then we all had to come together in the end. And I mean, I'm hoping that we can do that this time. I mean, as much as I don't want it to be Joe Biden, because I'm I, like, are young people going to come out for him? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. And if he's the nominee, I'll fucking, I'll be all on it, but I will be disappointed because I feel like we could do better than Joe Biden. We could do better. But. Uh, yes, but <laughs> let me, you know, just, I, I, you, you, you talked about, you started with Wajahat, and I got, I wish I could pronounce that right, but I do adore Waj him. Wajahat, or oh, wait, Wajahat Ali, yeah, Ali. who is, is, he's funny too. Yeah, he's he got is. The best, he's got the best Twitter. Uh -huh. He's really got a great Twitter thing going on. But anyway, um, I, you know, I've met and, and spoken to, um, I'm going to guess they're probably in their early 60s, some African-American women here in Oakland who are very active, and they're active with the NAACP, and they said, we're moderates, Yeah. and Joe Biden right. is our candidate. There you go. I mean, that, there's a lot of that. And, and it's that's that's who they are as voters, yes. and, and I don't know if it, it has to do with 
their age so much as it has to do with, you know, it got me thinking. It's like, okay, so people of color and women and, and um, you know, anybody essentially that's not um, a white man with money mm-hmm. has to think a little bit further than just that's my candidate and he's white and I'm voting for him. <laughs> it's more like, you know what? We are in this for the long game yeah. and we've waited long enough. You know, part of, so, so like, I, I wonder if certain voters who, you know, people of color who are like, we're in it for Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Because they see maybe, maybe what their experience tells them is, this is the only person who can beat a megalomaniac white guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, and, and, you know, these, these women that I spoke to have been alive a little bit longer than me. They've been active in politics yeah. longer than I have. They've seen more shit. They've seen a decade more of discrimination. Yeah. They've seen a decade more of oppression and, and maybe they, maybe that they're being realistic. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just trying to see it from all sides. Right. You know, I am going to vote for whomever yeah. gets whoever. The I'm in love with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I I love what she stands for. I love who she is. I love that she's got a plan for everything and I love that it's well thought out all along the way. Mm-hmm. I love that she turned the mortgage industry around. Yes. I mean, let's let's call it like it is, people. <laughs> Virtually, I mean, that was her that was her okay she speaks truth to power like my like my queen barbara lee <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like like my like my other queen and mentor buffy wicks yes these people are not afraid these are women who have risen from you know trailer parks and the jim crow south mm-hmm. they don't have anything to lose they they're looking out truly for what's good for all people mm-hmm. but they're women making changes at all levels of government right and just like elizabeth warren is but in my lifetime i've never seen a viable latino in the race like i have and like i do now with julian castro and he speaks to that part of me and, and, you know, fall in love in the primary, fall in line in the general. Yeah. You know, I, I support him wholeheartedly because people of color, brown people, Latin X people, um, you know, a dear friend of mine is a queer woman, Latin X woman who's running for judge in Alameda County, which is the County that I reside in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, people are standing up and they're just people are willing to put it on the line like yeah. um and and women at all levels of government as you know I'm running for city council in the city of Oakland um there's never been a latina on the Oakland city council I've done my research I've looked into it I've talked to the woman that held my seat for 16 years prior to the guy that I'm running against who's been in it for 7 like let's mix things up here I've got a lot to offer I've lived a life mm-hmm. I work my butt off at every turn i'm looking out for people at at every level right uh the most vulnerable among us need need support from those of us that have a little extra to give yeah right whether it's energy whether it's money whether it's time you name it you know what i mean we Mm -hmm. gotta look out for each other that's what i see in elizabeth warren yeah that's what i see in julian castro yes me too that's what I see in Cory Booker. That's yeah, I, I just, I just feel like, I feel like, I mean, you know, it's like I said at the beginning, I, I don't want to be the, 
the privileged white person who doesn't get it. You know, who who's like, oh, it should just be the way I think it should be. No, I think that we are living in a country with all these different people who have, you know, and you, you were talking about the women that you know who are, they're basically centrist and they're moderate Democrats. And and frankly, I, I am, how can I say this? Um, if somebody supports Joe Biden because they are, at their core, a moderate Democrat, I totally support that. Like, I'm like, all right. I mean, I may, I may have a different idea about who should lead, but if that's their, if that's the reason that they like Joe Biden, because he has the ideas that they like or whatever it is, um, because they share that moderate democratic, uh, point of view, I have respect for that. The thing that I'm not going to say, it's not, not a lack of respect, but I would just, I wish that people would not vote out of fear because if they have a candidate that they would prefer, I would hope that the that they would vote for that candidate in the primary and, and let the chips fall where they may. But the idea of voting out of fear, when does acting out of fear, when is that the best idea? It never is. It's not we can't allow the bullies to dictate how we choose to proceed with this. And it's it's walking a very fine line because I totally get where um, because we have so many candidates, uh, what happens if, you know, there's there's a tie or, you know, it's like there's a brokered convention and all. I mean, there, there's so many there's so many variables and it feels like for some people, well, Joe Biden is the safest route to go because it's just no nonsense. And we'll, there he'll be. But it's like. Is he, can he win? Can he even handle, uh, you know, a full term? Because the presidency is like, you talk about dog years. It's, it's like dog years times four, if you're the president, especially a president walking in. You know, I mean, look what Obama had to deal with when, when Bush was gone. Oh That's God. fucking a cakewalk to whatever right. person walks into after Trump, because it's not over when Trump is gone. We have Trumpism. We have Fox mm -hmm. News. We have a whole bunch of people now that are like, we have this broken Republican Party that's going to be scurrying to figure out how to get their power back. And we're going to have so many angry Trump supporters who are, are going to, you know, go to violence. And, you know, by the way, I also want to say, please, 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 if you're listening to this, do not uh, diminish when, when these Trump supporters say that they're going to be violent. Don't make fun of them and assume that they're lying because... It, not every Trump supporter is going to be violent. Most of them are not. But we've already seen that there there are several that are willing to send packages to people like Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff um, that are MAGA supporters. And you know we we've seen violence from these people. We've Heather Heyer died um, in a, that in that march um, in Virginia. Was it in Virginia? Yeah, yes. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. And 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 we saw, you know, we've just seen across the country people who are willing to fight or or you know, use their guns. So it's like don't don't assume that they're just a bunch of old people who aren't willing to do anything. There are there are people no matter what age they are. Yeah, they are willing to go fucking nuts. So there are people who are willing to kill because they're they're that motivated yeah by their wife, and it's by not their, the majority it's not the majority no, but no. it's enough one is but enough but that one's enough and that's we should all be awake yeah and and on and and ready um 
you know, uh, I have a fantasy. I want, I want to see, you know, I thought we were going to see a, I thought we'd be living in a, in a country right now, three years in with a woman, a capable woman president who would have turned things around in Russia yeah. or with, where our, with our relationship with Russia. I mean, she would have, she would have clapped back so hard on that sack over there. Yeah. Um, um, can you imagine, you know, yes, she'd never be able to get anything through the Senate, but, but she wouldn't have nominated Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It I'm never saying? would have happened. Like, look at what we, look at what women have had to endure. Look at what that, the, the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh brought to the forefront, the horror that was Christine Blasey Ford's story. Yeah. And made all of us. Which, you know, by the I way, George Conway, I think, supported Kavanaugh. Yeah, he did. So he did. There you go. Um, I, you know, I got into a, a huge. I didn't. I have a friend who went to Yale with him, and who knew him, and who a very liberal, dear, dear friend, who said that she didn't believe it, and don't believe everything you <sighs> hear. And I'm like, listen, unless I'm there. <laughs> I believe the people. Yeah. Like I'm going to listen and and let's prove it. Yeah. All everything pointed in a direction that this guy has problems. Yes. That he's a blackout drunk. Yes. Yes. That yes. Somebody paid off all of his debt. That he's lying. Yeah. I mean, take has- take her out of the equation and just his his fucking behavior alone. Uh, Wittes Benjamin Wittes, who writes for is it Lawfare blog? Yeah. Um, you know, he I think was supporting him. And and then finally he did an op-ed and said, no, I'm sorry, this guy should not be on the Supreme Court. And, you know, again, it, it, take out of what Blasey Ford said, because we can't prove it. We can't prove it. How can you prove something that um, didn't even, I mean, she didn't get raped. It was an attempted rape. And it was when she was a fucking teenager. You can't prove that shit. I mean, and, and people who were there with her didn't testify. And so... It was just unfortunate. So how did he react? His reaction was fucking poor. He was screaming. Oh he was behaving. He's screaming he like. Amy Klobuchar. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most mortifying. I mean, yes. I was like, oh, my God. There's just the lack of sensitivity. But he's lived his whole life. Yeah. Being spoon fed uh-huh. ideas and being told he's exceptional and that rules don't apply to him. And, and what I'm saying right now is we have got to shift that we need women to like, like Obama said, we need, not only do we need women in charge, but we need women to just say, you know what? <laughs> I'm running. Yeah. I'm putting myself out there because it doesn't change. Look at what AOC did. Yeah. She unseated the second most powerful man in Congress because she had a ground game mm-hmm. because she, because she did her homework. She did the work. She yeah. met the people. She asked yes. people what they want and what they'd like to see changed. And now look at what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy. And it, ins- it inspires me. And, and, um, you know, these are the, this is how Hillary, oh my God, what she had to endure. I know. Holy I know. Miracle. And you know what? We haven't talked since Kamala Harris dropped. Did, did we talk? No. That, that's, you know, look, I was, 
you know, you know me, I was for Elizabeth Warren. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, Kamala is a close second. It, it got to the point right before she uh, dropped out. You switched teams. Well, I was 50-50. I, I, I would say I was 51 Elizabeth and 49. And the only reason Elizabeth had the advantage was because of her plans and her broader vision. But, um, you know, I, but what Elizabeth doesn't have that that Kamala has is the prosecutor, prosecutorial experience. And then also um, Kamala said that she would prosecute Trump, which is something that I would really like to see the next administration do. And I don't know that Elizabeth Warren will do that. I hope she does, but if, if she were to be, you know, I think Biden probably will because it's personal with him and Trump went after his child. So I think there's a decent chance that Biden would, would you, you know, tell the DOJ, go ahead and, 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 and investigate and go after. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if Elizabeth Warren would want to do that. It is a divisive thing to do. And, uh, you know, the way I look at it now, though, is uh, the Republicans... <laughs> If if we um, if we lose the house, they're going to impeach the president. Doesn't matter who it is, uh, right. because Republicans are just going to play dirty in a way that fr- f- moving forward it's going to be worse. They're they're going they're going to go after the president who is no longer president, and they're going to impeach. And so instead of worrying about setting precedents. Just this man is a fucking mobster criminal and go after him. I mean, obviously, the president isn't going to go after him, but the president can give the okay to the Department of Justice to do that. And so, you know, Greg Oliar was on the show and he was fantastic and he's all for he was all for Kamala. And he he made that argument and it really made me think it really made me think and it made me look at her a little bit in a new light. And I was like, okay, maybe she was at 47 percent and Elizabeth was at like 53. It, It just it just narrowed like it was almost half and half. And then all of a sudden she's gone. And then the speculation is that perhaps the Biden campaign um, got to her and said, hey, if you just drop out now, I'll make you, you know, if, if I'm the nominee, you've got the VP spot. And, you know, I don't know if that's what happened, but that's the chatter about what could have possibly happened. Um, Here's the- what I think. I think <clears throat> I think he's going to pick Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Because Who I would love. To, and then I think he'd put Kamala in at AG. And that would be great. I would love because that. I don't think but Stacey Kamala, Abrams Kamala, is, just so yeah. you know, Kamala turned down AG to Obama. So that doesn't mean she would turn it down now. But she, when Obama offered it to her, she turned it down. She did. Yes. So no. that makes me wonder, like, would she would she be interested in, in being AG? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no one's going to give it to those suckers the way she would. <laughs> I know. Are you, I mean, exactly. The way I that don't she... know who can predict anything. Right. But um, well, the but thing I is, like is she to, made it clear, yes. though, if I win, I'm going after him. She she did not shy away from answering that question. And right. that that's and a she big could deal. Lead that charge. Yeah. And nobody and, and nobody's going to say that after four years of, of Biden and he promised only one term that Kamala couldn't say, all right, I cleaned this shit up. <laughs> I prosecuted right. these corrupt mofos. Right. And I am throwing my hat in the ring and I got a new team. Yeah. And they ain't going to fight <laughs> well, I mean, you, just like you said, it's almost impossible to tell how things are going to go. I mean, there was definitely the uh, also the rumor that Biden was only going to do it for uh, one term. But somebody from his campaign tweeted out and said, no, this is absolutely not what we're talking about. But 
I mean, I think that it's very likely that that's what they're thinking because, you know, he's he's definitely older and showing his age and this is not ageism. It's just, you know, I mean, Bernie is about his same age, but Bernie has, I think, even though I'm not in love with Bernie, Bernie has more energy. Elizabeth Warren has more energy and, and more... I don't know. It's like th- there's like a younger attitude. I think that's really what I'm talking about. Joe Biden has more of the 90s Democrats attitude. And uh, like Elizabeth Warren is more like today, you know, like today's Democrat because she's a capitalist. She believes in capitalism, but she also believes that those capitalists who are making all kinds of money need to pay their fair share. And so um, I think that she just has a more youthful overall. I mean, she she puts me to fucking shame. I'm 51 years old, and I don't think I could do what she's doing. Oh, my God. Well, I told you I'm 75, <laughs> so she's, she's not only younger than me, <laughs> but she moves like a woman in her I know. 30s. It's insane. She's, she's so fucking young and young-minded, and it's like, I mean, I look at Kamala, and she is young. She's like, what, 55 or something like that? So. Yeah, she she is young. And it's like, I, I would love to see her leading this country. I mean, I you know, I, I, I have um, I had criticisms of certain things like, for instance, and I'll do this with Amy Klobuchar, um, actually really like her. And I think that she should be the one who is uh, in Joe Biden's position, if it's going to be about moderate Democrat, if the moderate Democrat is really the person that people think can beat Trump, it should be Amy Klobuchar, um, because she. I think that she's very tight. The The issue that she has, and it was one of the issues, that was that people realized, and I'd seen it before, that she shakes when she's on stage and she's talking. And it's not all the time. It's only when she's when she's afraid, like for instance, when she went after Elizabeth Warren, I know she realized like, Oh my God, I'm going after a colleague and it made her nervous. And so she shaked and you could see it. There are other times when you can see that like, okay, she feels really confident in what she's saying and she doesn't shake. And unfortunately it doesn't work. That doesn't work. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see you shake. And it's basically just stage fright. She always pushes through it. She always says exactly what she wants to say. It never hinders her but you can physically see her shaking. I mean, her bangs were shaking in her face. And I don't think that it's funny. They made, they made fun of her on Saturday Night Live. And it's like, you know, she, she just gets that stage fright. And then she's not used to being on such a huge platform. And, and she gets nervous. And so, um, I mean, you know, it's funny because there's a, a clip of me when I was on Days of Our Lives. And I, I was so fucking nervous. You, had, you couldn't tell. And, and I was absolutely sure that when I watched it, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to let. But you couldn't tell. She, but I had been like acting for so long. I mean, granted, she has been a senator and she's been in public office and she's done public speaking. But now she's on a world stage. Now she's got the world's attention. And it's just something that's new for her. And we could see her shaking. But that gets in her way. I think Kamala had similar things where it wouldn't have to do with how like. The fact that Amy Klobuchar shakes a little bit when she gets riled up or nervous about saying something, I don't think it would have anything to do with how she would govern. Nothing at all. And whatever critique I had of Kamala was something like that. It was never about her policy. It was never about who she was. It was just little things that had nothing to do with how she would govern, but it's optics. And and I, and I feel like when you're running for president, you have to check off all the boxes or people are going to write you off. 
I, I won't. Yeah, unless you're a man, because you know what else I think? Here's another thing I think, and I know we're going to have to close up in a second, but um, with Joe Biden, I feel like he's made so many gaffes throughout his entire life that we've expected, we call him the gaff machine, right? So that's expected of Joe Biden. And obviously he's got Obama, you know, that he, he was in the Obama administration, and everybody thinks of him as happy Uncle Joe, and, and we all love Uncle Joe, so he's got that going for him. Um, but like Elizabeth Warren, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I truly believe he can make gaffes and no one will give a shit. If Elizabeth Warren is the nominee and she makes a gaffe, everyone's going to care. And it could really hurt her. And Everyone's going to care. Yeah. Every uh, single person. And it's like... I just I look at that and it, it depresses me because it's it's not to say that I would care, but it's you know, I mean, she's already made a gaffe, but I don't care because it has nothing to do with how she's going to govern. And it's like going back to that whole Joe Biden out of touch hugs women. OK, is that going to is that going to stop him from signing in, you know, the Violence Against Women Act if you know or whatever? Of course, he's, he's not going to be a sexist leader. He's, no. you know, but he is out of touch. He just is, but he gets his pass. She couldn't be out of touch. He can. And people are like, still, we love him. We love him. We love him. But then if she's out of touch in any way, well then, okay. You know, people are getting so angry at her because she was a fucking Republican 30 years ago. And it's and like, she, oh people, what, what, you know what? Here's what I'm sick of. People change. Yeah. We're allowed. I mean, nobody, you know, people switch parties. People's ideals change. People's viewpoints change. People get sober. Yeah, exactly. People get divorced. People, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you, that's called intelligent debate. Yeah. When someone changes, you know, like, hey, I'm going to listen to you. And you know what? You're making some amazing points. I see where you're coming from. And I'm coming around. Yeah. I Like, I'm sorry. I am so sick of that. We we have a we have a, a an accused rapist yes. in the White House. People are allowed to change from Republican to Democrat. And they're allowed to change 30 their years mind. ago. 30 and fucking to years. Change their behavior. That's what that's the whole idea behind the prison system. Yeah. It's called rehabilitation. <laughs> that's what you know, come on. Yeah. God. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it's funny because I, I did write some things down for the show and we got to them. But this 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 show in particular, it's kind of like um, we're just going off, you know, like one subject to an, the next. I, that's kind of the mood I'm in. It's it's kind of hard for me to focus on one single thing because my mind is just rattling. And again, like when I woke up, it was a series of things that set me off and it put me in a, such a bad fucking mood. Although talking to you does help because now I'm not in such a bad mood, but I still feel like I'm reeling. And I, I find it fascinating because in this on this particular day, while we're impeaching the criminal president, it's like instead of feeling really great and instead of feeling like, oh my God, everything is wonderful. It's not, not everything is not wonderful. Everything is scary. And as you know, we're going to take this break and we're going to come back in the new year and we're going to be dealing with insane amounts of um, disinformation and bots and trolls, whether it comes from GOP or Russia or both, there's, there's going to be so much against us. 
and yeah. and and we're going to and it's and it's going to be very hard for me to watch Democrats falling for it. And then if you call them out for it and say Democrats can't fall for this, we're not falling for it. We're smarter than that. And they just don't understand that it's very easy to fall for this stuff. We don't even I could be falling for it and not even knowing it because the the trolls that they're setting up are very elaborate and sophisticated and they look like they're liberal. And so, you know, I mean, it's like I, I, I'm going to go back to an article that was posted by Rolling Stone not too long ago. And it was talking about this one particular account that had hundreds of thousands of followers. And they start off saying all this shit that's positive about Democrats. And then it turns and it's a bait and switch. And, or, and, and it's like this slow change where you first start out with a very progressive message. And then, and then slowly this troll account that everyone thinks is so fucking fantastic, all the Democrats starts putting out things that make people question and doubt our own people, our own side. And, and we don't realize it's happening. And we fall for it. I have fallen for it. And I'm not stupid. You know, but mm-hmm. it's like you, you, we get emotionally invested in who we want to win and what we want to see. And then when we hear a message that either a- agrees or counters that, we have a, an emotional reaction and then we all fight with each other. And that's uh-huh. exactly what fucking Vladimir Putin wants. That's what he's doing. He is trying very hard and he's getting very sophisticated at understanding the American electri- electorate's um, mood and then figuring out how to splinter in every little area. And it's like, I just wish the Democrats would not assume that they're, they are smarter than Vladimir Putin in this. Assume he's smarter. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and do your own research, appreciate your own candidate. We can debate policy. We can debate things online. But when it when it gets into the um, I don't know, like the hatred, the, the, the sheer condescending tone and the, you know, fuck you, you, you corporate shill and all this stuff. You're just playing right in, playing right in to what Vladimir Putin wants. And so it's 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 frightening to me to. Um, to think that we're heading into this. So we all have to be really fucking strong. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, just, yeah. to, just to say before we go, obviously, um, I don't know if you can hear, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback, not a lot, because we're, 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 we're doing a show on the cell phone. So um, just letting everyone know I'm aware of it. And, and this is something that doesn't usually happen, but it happens occasionally. So I know it's there, but it, it's not that bad. So. Anyway. <laughs> is it? Okay, good. I hope not. Because I got myself a newfangled computer and I got the proper <laughs> little plugins and shit and it didn't work. Yeah, because we usually use a different way to record the show. We don't usually use the phone, but um, this time we are. It's, and, and I'm not blaming you, obviously. It's just sometimes. Um, it's when, my fault. No, no, no. Sometimes when, <laughs> when you do the phone, there's going to be an issue too. So um, just letting everybody know that I'm aware of it. Um, all right. So we're going to go into another thing. And I, before we do, number one, I want to remind all of you that uh, Steph is running for city council in Oakland. And mm. after I stop talking, I'm going to let her give a quick rundown of where to find her and all of that. Um, but on a personal note, Stephanie, I just, I, I say this most sincerely. I'm so grateful you're in my life. I'm so grateful you've been my co-host and that we're going to keep doing this in 2020. I, 
I'm inspired by you. I, I, you know, I, I think of your positive energy and your positive attitude sometimes when I'm feeling down and I, I literally draw inspiration from it. And I'm, I'm grateful that you're so supportive in every way. And, and, and thank you so much for everything, your friendship, for your co-hosting, for, for your passion and for your energy and for fighting for this country. I, I sincerely appreciate you. (laughs) I just don't know how to respond without <laughs> getting choked up. So the other day, I, I, I left you a message, and I was like, I couldn't even help saying, like, closing with, like, I love you. <laughs> and I have to say, you're right back at you. You know, you're you're so committed. You're so brilliant. You write so beautifully. You articulate things that I feel you are like, you just, you stand up for all the right stuff. And I wish, you know, sometimes I I still, you know, I get on Twitter sometimes and I have to have second thoughts and like, I got to keep it real simple, stupid for myself. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But like, you're just, you're in it. You're fighting the fight every single day and and I'm doing it too, but in a different Mm -hmm. way. And I think it's a wonderful compliment, but your friendship means the world to me. So that's really sweet to hear. And, you know, I want nothing but the best for you and for Bob (laughs) and for Queen Anne and like all you guys, you know, what a, what a wonderful um, experience it has been. So thank you. And thank you for inviting me and for, you know, taking it, you taking this to the next level. This is all you. Well, and I just get to plug in and, and be sassy with you sometimes. <laughs> so it's been a real joy and I really appreciate it. And thanks for giving me a platform too, to talk about what I'm doing here politically. Um, well, as, as, um, as I usually do, I'm going to include all of your Twitter accounts, your two Twitter accounts, and then your stuff for Oakland site. But, um, why don't you tell people where to find you on Twitter and just a little bit about your, your run and where they can donate and all that. Right. So, um, I've been at lady brain show for a few years on Twitter and I love that. And it's fun. And, where you and I did our thing yes, um, for, for as long as we did and continue to do. And now I have at Steph for Oakland, S-T-E-P-H-F-O-R Oakland. And that's my city council run account. And I'd love some followers there. I God, I'd love to beef that up. But um, I am running for city council in uh, District 1, city of Oakland, where I've resided with my family for almost 15 years. Uh, things are changing here. We're looking at a dwindling middle class. We're looking at uh, an increase in homelessness by almost 50% in the last two years. And many of those people have been displaced. Half of them have been displaced because rents are too high. We need more housing. We need to take care of people in our community who have been forced to live life on the streets. We need to work with our school board to make Oakland Unified School District better. And we need to to pay attention to every single person's needs in this amazing city. Yes. As we you know, and 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 I my motto is look, I'm engaging with people in my community. Yeah, I represent District One, but I want to work with the other seven city councilors to make Oakland as a whole better. We all have so much to contribute. We have voices that need to be heard. And and something that different from my my opponent who's been in the job for seven years is I will respond. I will call you back. I'm doing it now. And I think people, this is government is for the people and by the people. And so I am engaging with 
the people to make Oakland better. And, and to quote my, my, my guru, my, my, my queen politically, Barbara Lee, who I am so lucky and hashtag blessed to be one of her constituents. So goes Oakland. Mm -hmm. So goes California. And so goes the rest of the country. And when she says we are the the most woke congressional district, I I believe it. We are. And she fights for us every day. And I want to fight for the people who I, you know, walk among every single day for the last 15 years. I'm so proud to be an Oakland resident and I would be so proud to represent district one at city hall. So that was long, but that's how I feel. And, um, you know, hit me up, uh, Steph at Steph for Oakland.com is my email address. Uh, is my website. Check me out there. I am pushing really hard to raise another 10 grand before the end of the year. Um, one of my mentors and, and another one of my, I, I call her queen cause she is Buffy Wicks. She's like, sister, mm-hmm. you got to raise money. You got to show you're viable and you've got to get, ju- you know, you've got to get financial support to make this thing go, but you've got to get the support of your people. So I am available for all of you anytime, anywhere hit me Yes. And again, I am putting all of that information into the uh, text of the Patreon description. And just a friendly reminder, I also need to uh, build up this podcast. And so I have built it up, especially since we've been doing at least one show per week. Sometimes it's two. Um, And my goal is for the new year, eventually at some point to get it to two shows per, per week every week. But there are certain things in the way of that right now. The one, one of the things that will help move that is me earning more money through Patreon. So <laughs> I hate asking for money, but you know what? This is what I'm doing and I have to earn money for it. So if you, uh, if you can, if you're out there, if you're listening and you're not a, a supporter, again, one or two dollars a month really makes a difference. And you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K I M B E R L E Y. You can also go to amazon.com with my name, Kimberly A. Johnson, and look up my books. And that's that. So we're going to we're going to shut this down until 2020. We will see you next time. And right now we're going to hop on over to end another thing. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Steph. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you too, girl. And everybody. And everybody. And Ziggy Blue and Ted the Cat. And I mean, there's so many. (laughs) There's so many of you whose names, of course, I can't remember right at this moment. But I appreciate all of you. And and thank you so much. And we'll see you over uh, at end another thing. All right. Love you.